there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent, getting the resources that you need to get your child to their optimum health. And as you know, the definition of recovery is to regain health. And when my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and basically good luck. There would be nothing we could do for him more and that we could, you know, try to manage his symptoms with drugs. And fortunately, my background is very holistic. I've been a craniosacral therapist for 30 years, which means I work on the bones of the head to balance the brain. So I had a lot of knowledge about the brain being able to heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. And it is its own little bird. And I'm fortunately just decided I did not want to drug my son. I didn't want the negative side effects. But more importantly, I wanted to find out what the causes of his symptoms were. You know, these children our children are basically sick. Their guts aren't working well, and the gut controls the brain. They Their immune systems are weak. They're not detoxifying properly. They can't sleep. They're anxious, and, and a lot of times can't even focus in a classroom and concentrate. And they have mood disorders. They're, they even have aggressive tendencies. And my son once upon a time did, and if you met him today, he's now 24 years old, He all of his symptoms, by the way, due to my own research in the last 14 years, uh, my and what I implemented with my son, he is now fully recovered from his symptoms of autism. He is no longer even diagnosable. And now everybody's level of recovery is different. But if your child can sleep or stay calm or or not, sometimes for often for parents be dangerous. They're concerned about the things that their children are doing, and as they get older and bigger, that becomes even greater concern. Or what can what will happen to my child if something happens to me? Right. So. My son today is the calmest, most easygoing guy <laughs> you'd ever meet. And years ago, he was—he had his violent and aggressive tendencies. I thought, oh my gosh, what is it? So I'm here to tell you that your child can get better. And we never know exactly how much, but until you have the right path, that's how you figure it out and you find out. And that's something that I can offer you. And um, I walk you through those steps in a free webinar I have, uh, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. And it's very important not to get stopped short of diet alone. And to know that, you know, children who are not speaking are are now speaking clearly and chatty, even when mom has told me. Uh, there, There are so many changes that are positive that can happen for your child. And knowing that it is a scientific fact that the brain can and does heal. So since the brain can heal, what you have to do is know how it can heal, what it needs. And first of all, you want to get the toxins out of the way. You want to get the inflammation out of the way and these infections that are in the body because that is what's key is these inflammation, these things that trigger and cause inflammation are creating problems for the brain. And so I want to to be able to share with you here in today's episode further on that brain series. And we're going to be talking about nutrition nutritional support for the brain and there are a lot of things that parents are feeding to their children that they they don't really realize are detrimental and that can be even daily Uh, there's a a free guide i have for you and i'll link to everything at the show notes which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 82 
But uh, in case you're driving or on your morning walk, I might throw out some links in this episode. And in fact, I have a very special one to give to you at the end of today's episode. So um, please stay with me. Um, As you know, the Autism One Conference is starting this week, if you're listening to this live. And uh, May 20th through 24th will be the conference. And you can get a free ticket at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash AO. Hugely important. Uh, over a hundred uh, experts on autism. Uh, and what it is, is a whole, this is where I come in is there's a whole bunch of information out there. And this is what I've weeded through and what you're probably weeding through. Now you find so much valuable information, whether you're reading books or on the internet or interviewing experts as I did for 14 years to find what it is to recover from autism. But until you really have a plan, then that is really a, a challenge for you. And that is what I can offer you. And I'm going to give you a link to to the to do that at the end of today's show because because the Autism One Conference is opening. I am going to be opening my uh, my program up for a few days during the conference, and I'm going to give you a link to do that if that is something that you would need help with. Because I know what it's like to be frustrated and searching for the answers and trying one thing after the other and spending a lot of time and a lot of money on things that don't work, trying to figure out what does. And I don't also want you to get stopped short because you've just one-offed a few supplements or a few therapies. And that's another thing to know is that your child's brain cannot function properly in, in those therapies and do the things that they're asked to do. And it's very frustrating for the child and their self-esteem is affected. This did happen to my son and if you are in therapies and things when your brain is inflamed and toxic, you cannot think clearly. That's why they can't focus in a classroom, even though they're very intelligent. And that is why they're having so many troubles with all of these issues. So I'm going to, um, I'll be able to walk you through that and take all of that stress away uh, and give you a clear path. And that's what I want to do. Um, so I would like to go into some of the brain nutritional needs, further our brain series and then just as something you can do today as a starter if you go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods the number seven seven foods you can get the top seven foods to eliminate to uh to quickly reduce your child's symptoms of autism Uh, that are affecting their brain. And we're going to go into this in depth today in this episode because it's all about nutrition for the brain. And of course, you have to heal the gut, get the co-infections out and other things like that. Very, very important. But you've also got to know about what foods, this is where you start. And a lot of parents think that they're, well, I'm feeding my child organic or I've got them on gluten-free, casein-free. Isn't that enough? And unfortunately, it's not enough. I wish it were, but it's it's not enough for for the best results and you may see results if you if you do that but there's so much more and it's important too that in the 70s they came out with things where i was just telling you i knew the brain could heal there's a book called orthomolecular psychiatry and the nobel prize winner linus pauling released it saying that it showed that mental illness on any level could be affected by nutrition as well as medication. So this this was proof back in the 70s, and since more and more studies have come out. Now some people say, oh, I've heard you can't recover from autism. Well, there are children all over the world recovering 
various levels, of course, but any amount of better is better. And we want to give our kids an independent quality life and the most independent and happy and the most healthy life that they can deserve. Because again, a lot of our kids are are coming in and out of the hospital. They're being dosed with antibiotics because that's the only answer that the medical conservative medical people tend to know. And so we have other answers for you. So we're going to take a short break right here. Uh, Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are furthering our brain series on nutritional. Today is on nutritional supplementation for the brain. Um, well, we've done one on nutritional supplementation. This is more on foods that help support the brain. You may have even heard of, of a book called Grain Brain by David Perlmutter, an MD, and he states, too, that a lot of people, I, I find this in my program all the time, parents are like, well, my, my child won't, if I don't give them carbs, you know, carbohydrates, then won't they be really weak or lethargic? And the answer really is, is no, they're not really needed. We get enough carbohydrates from our positive foods like green leafy vegetables and various vegetables. So Dr. Perlmutter even states in his book, Grain Brain, that carbs can literally destroy your brain. These are his words. He says, even so-called healthy carbs like whole grains can cause dementia, ADHD, epilepsy, anxiety, chronic headaches, depression, decreased libido, and much more. The cornerstone of all degenerative conditions, including brain disorders, is inflammation, which can be triggered by carbs, especially those containing gluten or high fiber and sugar. And it's important that you have this because not only do you know that the ingredients in like your bread and these fruit bowls that people are eating and high statin drugs, they literally can erase your memory. And and learning why also we're going to talk about today a diet that's high in good fats is really important because the brain is made up of about 60% fat. It needs fat. The other thing that's important to know is that toxins cling to fat. So the more fat you have on your body, the more toxins are able to adhere and stay in your body. And since the brain is largely made up of fats, it's a key area where toxins will migrate to and cling to. So we're going to support the body with healthy fats so that they, the toxins will not try to will adhere to the brain. They'll have other things to get there and protect it with. So I mentioned um, Dr. Uh, Linus Pauling's book earlier in Orthomolecular Psychiatry. It was released back in the 70s, and it showed, again, that mental illness uh, on any level could be affected by nutrition as well as medication. And back then, the medical profession, especially psychiatry, disclaimed this knowledge. Now, they didn't want to believe him. A lot of people, you know, you might still hear, oh, diet doesn't really make that much of a difference. These are uneducated people. I don't care if they have an M and a D on their coat. If they're telling you that diet does not make a difference in your child's or your own health, or that the way that the brain functions, then they need to look further into research that does currently exist in many many places it's easy to find 
And it's important for you to be as knowledgeable as you can as a parent because you're your child's greatest advocate. If I had listened to people, practitioners who were telling me my my son couldn't get better and I should drug him, today he would probably be another drug zombie and he wouldn't be happy, healthy, and graduating college right now. And this is why it's so important to me to get my message to you as a parent so you know that things are possible and that you're willing to not give up and take continue to take the steps that you need to take because they can get better. And, and it, if you know what to do, then they can get to the optimum level of their better. And you are the one who will be able to take them there. So especially emotional health is, is, is affected by, you know, the functioning of the brain and the information in this book has now, and that book by Linus Pauling has become elemental in treating chemical and physical disorders that lead to brain dysfunctions as well as mental illness and medications. Again, your child does not have to be on medications on dangerous drugs with side effects, medications and supplements you know, aren't always enough. In order to build the proper levels of neurotransmitters in the brain, which are the brain messengers, or certain nutritional needs, then the chemical balance relies on the good coming in and the bad being eliminated, meaning the good foods we're going to talk about today, the good foods coming in and eliminating the bad ones. And hypoglycemia is now being called the third type of diabetes. Now, hypoglycemia is when your blood sugar really becomes completely out of order and you you shoot up insulin levels, your blood sugar is too high because you're eating too much sugars and carbs, your body's processing. Carbohydrates will turn to sugar in the body, so they will also feed the bad bacteria like candida in the gut. So one of the other reasons besides it protect brain protection to not eat carbohydrates is that the candida in your gut again if without it if we starve it out then it it doesn't have what it needs and wants to live off of you will find yourself and your child being feeling somewhat addicted to these foods carbs and sugars when you try to get off of them and there are a few reasons for it, and one of those is the candida, you know, craving it and your blood sugar craving it. So hypoglycemia is, again, that low blood sugar caused by a drop in blood glucose levels, and it can, again, cause diabetes, and it it's causing eating of too many... It's from eating too many refined carbohydrates and such as foods and beverages also with white sugar like soda and cereals and pastries. And a lot of parents are feeding their children cereal for breakfast saying, well, it says it's nutritious or it's healthy, but those are processed carbs and they're bad. The other thing to look into, and there are a lot of studies now on on the uh, the amount of cereals, and of course, it's well known that breads and wheat is sprayed with glyphosate, which is a toxic chemical, and it's used in the weed killer Roundup. Do not use that or anywhere near your home, and that is another reason why not to eat many of these carbohydrates, these breads and these cereals and these pastries, even your top-notch high bakery in town you know that where are they getting their wheat sources from the same thing is happening so you want to protect your brain the body responds by releasing hormones 
you know, when you eat these sugars, they help regulate this glucose and then such as cortisol. And then you might might be aware of the adrenal glands. Now the adrenals will hold on or how we handle stress. And these sugars are causing more and more stress on the adrenal glands from this fluctuation of blood sugar. You might notice things like depression, irritability, anxiety, fatigue, headaches, blurred vision, slurred speech, mental confusion like brain fog, you can't think clearly, excessive sweating, emotional and behavioral problems and sleep disorders. So this is really important to know that this is how blood sugar can affect your child and yourself. You might even notice you or your child are waking up at like 3 a.m., you know, somewhere between 1 and 3 a.m. This is adrenal stress and it's blood sugar in your body switching over, like creating basically a sugar bomb is created in your body and it's now affecting the adrenals. So it's pumping cortisol and the liver is also trying to process this. So this is what's also waking you up in the middle of the night. So there are, besides eliminating certain foods, there are good foods you can eat and certain supplements you can help. We're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it hi there and welcome back to naturally recovering autism i'm your host karen thomas and today we're talking about nutritional support for the brain and we were talking about how sugars and carbohydrates can turn to sugar carbohydrates processed carbohydrates can turn to sugar in the body and how hypoglycemia affects blood sugar levels etc and can be very disruptive not only to the gut but also to sleep and again the cortisol levels from the adrenal glands being affected are also of course very affected by stress that's what the adrenals do but the the stress is also a strong cofactor in creating an imbalance in brain chemistry so you know noticing that stress will actually reduce brain chemicals such as serotonin and again we talked about serotonin in the episode i did on neurotransmitters but serotonin is responsible for uh, it's a neurotrin a brain messenger and it's responsible for things like mood and sleep and appetite and so when we're low in serotonin, it can cause things like depression. It can also weaken adrenal function, increase these cortisol levels, cause more irritability. It causes insulin resistance and creating more hypoglycemia. So you can see how these things are all uh, pulled in together. And protein foods are 
are very, very important. Now, again, we don't want to overdo protein, but most of our kids aren't probably eating enough, so we're, we're not really having to be concerned about that. But you do want to eat protein, enough protein, but also in moderation. Uh, it should vary so that we get a complete protein in, in, included with all eight essential amino acids because those amino acids are very important. They, they're the building blocks of protein. They help building, build the neurotransmitters in the brain. I think good sources like, again, everything should be organic, grass-fed, line-cut, so eggs, poultry, especially turkey. Turkey really builds uh, tryptophan, is filled with tryptophan, which builds serotonin. Uh, fish and seafood, meats, uh, some beans and nuts and seeds. So it's important, you know, again, eggs and turkey are really helpful for building those things. And they'll help, again, with sleep and appetite and mood control. Candida, again, cannot benefit from meats proteins like that so they're not going to be able to eat off of it and they're not going to so they're going to be starved out we'll talk about vegetarians here in a minute too but i just want to um wanted to make sure that that was you know that was clear to everybody uh, that protein is is one of the key factors our, our children sometimes have a little bit of trouble with protein synthesis there's sometimes methylation issues which is where their detoxification and their processing of things in their body just aren't going well enough because there's there are certain enzymes that are disrupted so we're going to, you know, that's why it's important, again, back to working with the gut and making sure that all of these things are cleared and detoxification is happening as well. And vegetarians, I just want to do a little caveat there. You need to be really careful to eat the proper combination of vegetables, some fruits, the right grains. Again, you got to be careful with grains because grains are also um, known to not be really great for your brain. So, but that you've got to get these eight essential amino acids. So, you know, you lack the B vitamins, which is the really important thing. Now, what I want to, and the B vitamins help to build neurotransmitters, those brain messengers like serotonin and dopamine. But what happens is that a lot of people will see a fortified cereal. They started doing this back in, I think, the 70s when they'll say fortified with B vitamins. Well, those synthetic B vitamins that they're adding to foods, especially you see it a lot in cereals, that are adding to foods are made of folic acid. Now, folic acid and those synthetic B vitamins actually are bad. They will even deplete your body further of the good B vitamins. So very important when you're taking a B vitamin, which are very important for the brain, they must be, um, should be in a folate type of, of, uh, of product, not in a folic acid type if you are uh, if you're eating um, if you're eating if you're trying to begin your child on b12 you want to make sure that your child is on methyl b12 not cyanocobalamin which is cyanico b12 it should be methylcobalamin so you're looking for methyl the word methyl and you can remember that from the word i just mentioned a moment ago methylation now the reason some kids will have trouble with methyl b12 in the very beginning even though it's very, very needed by the gut and the brain. Super, super necessary. And sometimes why the gut isn't always functioning properly right away 
But what happens is that if the MTHFR gene, the, the methylation gene, isn't working properly, which again is very, very common in children with autism, up to about 98% of, of children with autism have this issue, well, what happens is that the um, the the enzyme is lacking that will process that 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 methyl donor that that B12 and so you've got to very very slowly and gradually build your child up to um, take to taking B12 they can get really hyperactive and have adverse symptoms at first and some people think well my my child literally while well, my child just went crazy when I gave it to them what happened and it's because they have a methylation defect in that gene and so that's where it's important to know that you want to get the detoxification pathways working properly I always say start, also make sure you have glutathione in the system before you start with methyl B12, especially if you know that there's a methylation defect uh, with B12. The glutathione is our master antioxidant, and our kids are all depleted in it. And so by giving a quality supplement of glutathione prior to B12, it just helps those detoxification pathways. But of course, going back to square one, do not forget that the right diet is important and that detoxification properly is important and this is a process okay so something again i can i can help lead you through this path with with because i know that it can get very confusing and even in this episode i'm trying to give you enough information and background so you're understanding more of the the what and the, the why but there's still so much to the how and and i will at the end of the show i'm going to give you a link where um i can help you with that if that's something you're interested in because mthfr gene and methylation is something in itself that is, is affecting cognitive function and very very important um because it's also affecting gene expression and reduced immune system function so that's why again we've got to slowly build up to these things that our children are deficient in. We're going to take a really short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about nutritional support for the brain. Before the break, I was talking about how proteins are important and how certain B vitamins are really important. But uh, in avoiding, of course, sugars, processed carbohydrates, dairy itself, especially cow's milk, is loaded with sugar. Very, very important. Um, Also, another thing to really be important, uh, importantly note, is monosodium glutamate and aspartame. Aspartame is the natural sweetener found in a lot of a lot of beverages gum even and what what happens is that that is a neurotoxin and so it it's actually going to excite your brain cells to death and it kills them one natural positive alternative that does not affect your blood sugar will not feed candida in your gut is uh, organic Always organic, remember, because our kids cannot, neither can we take more pesticides. Organic green leaf stevia, not the processed stuff that has maltodextrin and other junk in it, because maltodextrin is a corn derivative, do be aware of that. Also another very inflammatory and bad food. 
So um, organic green leaf stevia is a, is a good alternative. But monosodium glutamate is hidden in a lot of things. It's it's a flavor enhancer, or, uh, and it's uh, most commonly used in foods. And it's it's known as MSG, but it can also be hidden by names like uh, high, uh, hydrogenated yeast extract. If you see yeast extract, put the thing down. It's not a good food. They're able to tell us that these foods are, um, are okay. They're regarded as safe because the USDA has defined MSG as a naturally occurring food. So they say it's okay for you, but it's known to cause behavioral problems and worse yet, again, it excites the neurotransmitter, the brain messengers. These nerve cells become so excited that they are excited to death. It's literally destroying and killing brain cells. And it can this can begin in as little as 15 minutes after you've eaten it. MSG also negatively affects uh, the neurotransmitter levels. So it can deplete you further of things like of uh, of serotonin and dopamine and GABA, which calms us, things like that. Uh, please listen to my episode on neurotransmitters. Um, it's a whole episode I did on them, and I also did one on brain supplementation. And I'll link to those in the show notes. But as I talk more and more about these, I just want to make sure that you have some background information and know more about those. So uh, monosodium glutamate will also drop the levels up to 80% drop the levels of acetylcholine, which is involved in learning and memory focus and, and ability to think it's there. It's also very much known. And this is really important that it is also a known, known to increase and create aggressive behavior, have a loss of your emotional control and um, hyperactivity is really, really common with that too. So now I've given you some background on some things that you want to avoid. Um, and again, you can get that seven foods guide that I mentioned earlier. Um, please be sure to get that and start utilizing that guide right away today. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes uh, for you, uh, but that'll give you the foods to stay away from right away. Some positive things you want to do. One of them, um, okay, so simplified vitamins, B, the B vitamins, A, C, and E also help comp- concentration and blood flow to the brain. Any antioxidants, I mentioned glutathione, um, the Complexes, you've got to be really careful um, with your bees. They should be in folate form. Uh, B12 should be in methyl form, as I mentioned earlier. And noting that just in general, a diet that is high in protein and proteins help us think. Okay, so this is an easy way to remember it. Proteins will help you think. Carbohydrates will not. If you send your child to school on a breakfast cereal it will deter their brain's ability to be able to think. They've gotten a processed carbohydrate that has sugars in it. If you've given them cow's milk, it's also gotten the extra sugars from the dairy and the inflammatory properties of both. So you have you have just thinking you're giving your child some nutritious cereal or something for breakfast, or some people send their child to school on a muffin. You know, you're doing the exact same thing. They're not going to be able to think, and you're causing inflammatory processes and actually deterring their brain from, from being able to think. 
If you send them to school with protein in their system, again, we talked about eggs and things like that, uh, then they will be able to think. So that is really important to know, especially before your kid is heading off to school. I want to talk a little bit about the good fats because they are incredibly important. At the very beginning of the show, I mentioned how your brain is made up of 60% fat. So if you are eating... Um, more of the good fats and again you have to avoid the bad fats and on that seven foods guide I, I, I list them but things like corn oil and safflower oil canola oil those are all bad and there are more bad ones you you have to avoid those they deplete our body of what it needs to help the brain function and the more fat you have on your body or bad fats the more toxins that can cling so by giving good fats, they're also very protective. And um, things like coconut oil and avocado and olive oil uh, are very good. Um, extra virgin olive oil is excellent. Uh, coconut oil is also antibacterial and antiviral. So it's so, so beneficial in so many ways to eat. And of course, I'm going to come into omega-3 fatty acids. Now, I've done an entire episode in the past, which I will link to in the show notes, but um, I've done an entire episode on omega-3 fatty acids. They, they and, and I'll link to one of my personal favorite choices at the moment for supplementation because these oils are oils. They can go rancid on store shelves. They may not be extracted properly, so they may have uh, toxins from the fish they're extracted from. I'm also going to give you a vegetarian omega-3 link for the vegetarians out there. Um, but uh, very important extraction processes and how it's held and what, what type of uh the one that I'm going to link to has the polyphenols, which are protective antioxidants from an, uh, an olive oil that it is in. And some of them are, are held in bad oils to help try to preserve it, so you're getting more bad oils in you. So omega-3 fatty acids, they are... They are so important for your brain. The deficiency in them can cause issues like mood disorders, depression, very big in depression, hyperactivity, uh, complete fatigue, memory loss, uh, it, it stops cell energy production and cognitive learning ability. And it also affects the uh, the uh, omega the omega-3s help to benefit and build dopamine. Dopamine is our, feel good chemical it it helps us focus and concentrate it affects motivation and drive and then omega-3s also if we don't have enough serotonin which we can be depleted in if we're depleted in omega-3s then we don't have enough serotonin again we're back to sleep mood and appetite so this is why omega-3s are really really important and often used in actual actually treating depression anxiety violent and aggressive behaviors and even schizophrenia so we're going to take a very short break right here you're listening to naturally recovering autism stay with us we will be right back hi there and welcome back to naturally recovering autism i'm your host karen thomas and today we are talking about nutritional support for the brain and one of the things i want to make sure i add into this episode is everything about the studies that show that this particular diet I'm going to mention and I'll give you information about has reduced seizures by up to 50 and over 50%. And over 70 studies now on the ketogenic diet are shown to reduce the frequency of seizures by 
up to 50%, but then now new ones are coming out saying way over 50%. I know some who said up to 90%. Many become completely seizure-free by doing this diet. The ketogenic diet has been used clinically for over 80 years for seizures and in epilepsy. It is both safe and affected. I know parents will get concerned sometimes about their child being in ketogenesis, but this has shown over and over to be a safe diet and not anything to have to really worry about. And it's really what I've been talking about throughout this entire episode. Please get my seven foods guide. Avoid the foods on those lit on that list. Make sure you're protecting your child's brain with all of the, the good supplements that we've talked about, especially omega-3s. And, um, and you know, of course, you've got to work with the gut, and I can help you with all of this, but this is so important. The ketogenic diet consists of pro- protein eaten with about 80 to 90% of the good fats. And remember I mentioned olive oil, coconut oil, avocado, uh, macadamia nut oil is also good if you like macadamia nuts. Um, Some kids will have uh, nut allergies, so be aware of that. So that's where olive oil is really good. Again, you're doing organic uh, and um, with olive oil, it's good to do extra virgin. Uh, Cold processed is best as well, keeping all of the antioxidants in it. Uh, An an additional strong component of this anti-seizure or uh, anti, yeah, like call it it the anti-seizure diet (laughs) is um, a strong component is the elimination of these processed carbohydrates. And so what happens is the body burns the fat instead of the sugar or the glucose. And ketones are what are created when your body breaks down fat to make energy. So your body will normally take the energy from the carbohydrates in your diet. And this also many people find is a way to uh, effectively and, and in a healthy way to lose weight because you can eat proteins and your vegetables and, and, and eat a healthy diet without these carbohydrates and sugars. And some people feel like they have to have a carb with a meal, but you don't. And you'll find that naturally and safely weight will, will start to drop. If your child is really, really skinny and you're worried that they're undernourished, this can also help their system because what you're doing is healing their gut as well. These are also gut healing this is a gut healing way to, to, to feed your child because you're not feeding the candida or putting the inflammatory foods into the body as well. And by restricting the intake of the carbohydrates, the body will then rely on the stored fat supply, which is broken down, to make these ketones. So in seizures, nerve cells in the brain are overactive or uh they're overactive or over-responsive. So what you're trying to do is calm them down. The carbohydrates will increase the blood sugar or glucose levels. Now, I talked about that already today in the show. So as you're spiking those blood sugar levels, you're affecting the glucose levels, which is affecting the adrenals. You're stressing the body out. And some parents will even notice their child will have a, a pandas, a pans flare-up, which is a streptococcal, a strep infection flare-up. Uh, I've done episodes on pans if you haven't i'll link to the if you haven't heard them i'll link to that in the show note as well 
Very important. You don't want to stress your child's system out internally or externally because it can cause a PANS flare-up, which can be really stressful for the child and you. Um, they will have sudden onsets of OCD, anxiety, clinginess. They can't sleep, fear. It's, it's horrible. And it's because their autoimmunity is having an issue. Their immune system is actually attacking the brain. So again, back to another reason why this ketogenic diet is very helpful it reduces the carbohydrates to their minimum and therefore it reduces the blood sugar the blood glucose so that the primary source of fuel are the ketones in the body so again there are multiple studies out now you can look at even more on your own at pubmed.com p-u-b-m-e-d pubmed.com but i have linked in the i will link in the show notes which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 82. In the show notes, I will link to um, every a lot of these things that I've been talking about during the entire show, but especially some of these, many of these studies that are on seizures and about this, this anti-seizure diet, because it's so important. If your child has PANS flare-up, if they have adrenal issues, which they do, if they have candida gut issues, if they have... Uh, problem sleeping and you know especially if they have seizures you want to know about these diets and or this diet and you want to be able to um and if you looking at some of these studies can give you you know some peace of mind knowing that your child doesn't have to live with them their entire life and often once you switch to the this diet you might find there are other triggers in your child's life that you're unaware of so it also helps you with deduction okay so we've cleaned up the diet and there's still something going on so what is it and there are again co-infections like pandas or strep there could be lyme there could be mold biotoxins Uh, all of these things are key components and of course heavy metal toxicity all of these things are key components in autism recovery that's why i tell parents do not think that diet alone is enough or a couple one-off supplements here and there are going to do it for you that there's much much more to do and that's what I can help help you with as well because I I want you to get the best success possible I don't want you to be you know jumping around trying to figure it out and wasting a bunch of time and money on things that don't work because I did that and I'm trying to save it for you some of these studies what they say here the carbohydrate intake is so low that the body turns fat at, burns fat as fuel these fats will turn into ketones which have a higher energy source that is one from 2003 there's one here from uh, 2014 61% had over a 50% reduction in seizures with 5% had a complete elimination of theirs and the results from the diet occurred in just days to weeks so there are multiple studies on this page that I will link to and know that there are even more available now um, because they keep coming out with them regularly because so much success has been happening with them and um I wanted to make sure that you did know about that because a lot of kids with autism are are dealing with seizures and you might find too in puberty seizures might come up because when the 
excess hormones, especially for boys, like testosterone really starts coming in heavily in puberty, then that's where some, some symptoms will really increase. So you have the ability to help these things with these um, with some diet components as well and some detoxification and healing before you ever even get to that point. Try to avoid it's, um, you know, we want to do as much prevention as possible so that we can help our kids out. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host Karen Thomas and I want to thank you for being here with me today. We are in the last little segment here of our show and uh, I want to do a little recap and uh, give you a, a mention that I promised but before I do that uh, I wanted to mention histamines. I've done a show on this in the past, and histamine sensitivity is also something that, that you might be feeding your child a good food that you don't really realize has uh, is causing a histamine reaction in them. There can also be things in your environment um, that could, could be doing it as well. And our kids usually have problems with histamine reactions. So it, it's an impairment of... A, something called the DAO enzyme, which helps to remove these histamines that are naturally cremate, created in the body, in the gut, and in the brain. But they, they're protective, but the but the body's starting to see too much of them. You might see hives, extreme mood changes, poor sleep. And it is caused by a lot of this is related to leaky gut. And I mentioned earlier the MTHFR gene mutation, that methylation issue. So, again, you're avoiding a lot of these foods that I've already mentioned. But a lot of people think, well, aren't fermented foods really good for my child? Fermented foods have very high histamine content. And they can also cause a lot of die-off. So I want you to be careful of those right off the bat. They come in, so, you know, if you start with a tablespoon, like something that is such a small amount of, if you're giving sauerkraut or something, make sure that your child is handling it well. If you see hyperactivity, trouble sleeping that night after they've had it, um, or uh, fatigue or, or any adverse reactions, then know that it is not good to, to give your child because that's really commonly um, one of the things that most of the rest of them, you don't want to do leftover meat too much of it. it builds naturally builds histamines on it there's just a couple of things i wanted to mention um before we end today's show and i've also mentioned too you know you want to add in the a c d e and b vitamins omega-3s um they've done studies omega-3 fatty acids show uh, the use of it to show you're less likely to have brain shrinkage the one i use in particular that i'll link to in the show notes shows a reduction in inflammation they actually give you a test to take when you first start taking it and then you take another test it's just a little skin finger prick test that will show you four months later the reduction in the inflammation in your body from the use of the product so that's kind of handy it's also very much um, a brain protection um, dha which is a component of omega-3s eating plenty of high fiber protein snacks um, and um, keeping the um, the sugars and co- processed carbohydrates to a minimum or a zero, which is great. So one thing I want to give you, I know this is a lot of information. I know that it's challenging as a parent of a child with autism to figure out how to put all this together. And so what I want to do is give you a link to join my membership program, which often has a wait list. It is open 
only this week during the Autism One Conference. I'm a presenter there on uh, Wednesday, May 20th. If you're listening to this live, please come see my presentation. There are over 100 expert speakers. You can come join the conference. I've given you the link for that as well. But I'm opening my membership program for the next five days until Sunday night at midnight. You can use the link naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash open. And that will allow you the ability to learn more about enroll in my program while it is open and available to you if you're wanting my help because I know how hard it is to be a stray out there trying to figure figure this out and I give you a step-by-step process roadmap to follow with my support where you can ask me your questions along the way. So I'll link to that in the show notes. You're welcome to share it with others. I want to help you. I want you to get the best results possible for your child. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great week. Stay safe and I'll see you soon.